Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to our podcast, Success Secrets and Stories. I am the author of Building Your Leadership Toolbox, John Winolowski. I'm here with my co-host and friend, Greg Paul. Greg? Hey, everybody. And we are here to talk about satisfaction. Uh, and, and people have asked me, what, what, what's the secret of our podcast? It's psychology. But uh, satisfaction is an interesting subject. And Dr. Durst has a way of describing it. And he introduced a person by the name of William Glazer. But Dr. Dr. Durst made a very interesting observation. He said, if you're smiling or if you're not smiling, it really comes down to whether you're accepting responsibility or denying responsibility. And the difference, bottom line, is satisfaction. Sometimes the real heart of it is trying to understand how we derive satisfaction and what are those things that are that we want to try to associate. And Dr. Uh, William Glazer talks about the choice theory, that humans are motivated and have a, uh, with their never-ending need in terms of how their genes are designed for love, to belong, for power, for freedom, for fun, and for survival. So those are, are basically five basic components of what we are looking for, and they're all interwoven. Um, if, if you talk about some of the most important ones, you know, Mazoff's talking about survival. So that's, that's the one that has a lot of history and people have written about whether you're meeting the security and the safety elements of your life. But Dr. Glazer came up with this very interesting description. And of course I have a graphic I'm looking at that you can't see. So uh, he has basically a large circle and it has belonging, power, fun, and freedom with that survival in the center. And it really comes down to everything in life is based on choice, whether we have a choice or not. And it sounds counter contradicting, but it's, it's pretty much how we work as far as how life works. You, you, you make decisions and sometimes like I'm going to, I know what I'm going to eat for lunch today because I'm going to get in my car. I'm going to drive to where I want to go. But if I'm at school and my, you know, lunch is basically pre-described for me and I have a choice between mystery meat and French fries and hot dogs, that's, that's my decisions made for me. Okay. I can have one or the other, but it's not really a decision. The other part that you talked about is feelings and emotions are decided by wants. This will make a little bit more sense, hopefully, as I, as I get into this. We choose our behaviors. The components that we have the most control over is through our actions. And technically, how we're making those decisions, how, how we actually... You know, common sense is if we want to change the way we are feeling emotionally or physically... We have to be effective in terms of what we want to do or change what we are doing. It, it really comes down to trying to describe choice in probably three or four different ways, but it's, it's the essence of what he is trying to get across. But he used an example that was better for me. So, okay, a little bit of my background. I, I started off in automotive and, and truck repair. So he has an example that's based on a car. 
and it made a little bit more sense for me. So hopefully it's it, some help for you. So draw a car on a, on a, on a piece of paper and you draw in the, the rear wheels. One wheel is called feelings and the other one is the physical physiology or your, your basic physical base. You can control the pace, but you are not able to stop the actions or the feelings. You can't stop your heart. You can't stop feeling pain. Those things happen. So it's like the wheels in the back of the car that are just spinning. That's, that's just the point. The front wheels, one wheel is thinking and the other wheel is doing. And that's where control comes in. If we're in a painful situation, we try to steer away from the pain. We're, we're going to be doing something different. The steering wheel on the car is the interesting component. It is wants. So you have this car and, and you're rolling with basically thinking and doing with your wants. You're going to turn the wheel to your wants. And they're the basic five choices that we have talked about. Freedom, fun, power, love, and survival. If you want to do something that's fun, but it's going to put your life at risk, okay, that's a decision, but that's all part of choice and being intentional about your choice, not accidental. And that's where satisfaction comes in. Now you can have a quadzillion amount of choices and, and it doesn't mean that you're going to be happy. I mean, how many, how many channels there are there on TV right now? And you can say, I, I couldn't find a channel that I liked. So choice doesn't mean happiness. I, I get it. I get a tickle out of just looking at how many stations we had years ago and, and we found satisfaction. So it, it isn't variety that creates satisfaction. The intentional, why you do what you do, the intent or, or really the essence of it is awareness. The result is satisfaction. If you're, or if you're taking that responsibility for your decision, you're, you're making an intentional decision that's, I mean, that's a long way to get to this concept, but it is the key. You are the one that's making the choice. How often can you experience that sense of satisfaction? Well, it, it's, it goes a little bit back to what Dr. Durst was trying to talk about. If you're, anytime that you want to experience that event in the now, if you're, if you're making a choice in the now, if you understand that you're experiencing experience it in the now, I'm, I'm not trying to give you a word problem here. It's really trying to be in the present. That's that's the secret in terms of how do you find satisfaction? If you are present and you're making clear decisions on what you want to do, where you want to go, the element of satisfaction comes right behind it. So again, Dr. Dr. Durst's key here that I just want to repeat. MBR is we are responsible for everything in our experience, whether we like it or not, and we own it. If you own it, then that sense of being able to control it, that element of choice, all is intertwined. But how does that apply in the business world? Now, Greg, since your background is in human resources, you've talked about ways that 
people are making conscious decisions in terms of what they're doing and how it relates to, to the work environment. Why don't you give us a couple examples of that? Thanks, John. Uh, if you look at, uh, from an example standpoint, recent times in the workplace, the first thing you think about is the pandemic, all the health concerns, do I need to be vaccinated, um, et cetera. Kids learning about their education at home versus in the classroom, a parent needing to stay at home. Um, and it just became one of those situations that uh, created a lot of burnout. The economy was crazy, threats of a recession, housing market volatility. Um, and when you talk about satisfaction in the workplace, there was a lot of confusion about what was going on. But some yeah. of those same issues we had before, like yeah. gender pay, that, that was still going on as well. And so you have to take a look at what did we learn from the pandemic to help us in the workplace? And I think a few things happened. Um, one is this whole concept of can we have a hybrid work schedule? Can we have a um, 100% in the office schedule or out of the office? What does that mean and how are employees going to handle that? What's that going to be in, in terms of mental uh, health uh, benefits, et cetera? Um, and so you also learn that managers don't have to be victims. They don't have to be victims. There's a lot of information out there and there's a great opportunity to get informed. Uh, when I'm talking about things like conference board surveys, Mercer for uh, compensation surveys, McKinsey, a uh, great consultant that looks at employment and so many other topics. Uh, you can go out there and essentially free of charge and get survey information and learn about your employee situation and what are some tools that can help you with that. And I think that's got to be intentional. Don't sit there and be a victim. Get out there, uh, get in, do some homework uh, and make sure you've got some good information to work with. Now, one of the things that one of these consultants talked about, McKinsey, was trying to look at the future, what was going on. And we knew a lot of people lost their jobs. They got furloughed, whatever, during um, the pandemic. But what we did see coming out afterwards and what they're suggesting in the future is an increase in employment in, employment in a few areas, healthcare, uh, STEM professionals, that's our science, technology, engineering, and math folks, other health professionals, and managers in general. Also looking at perhaps a decrease in employment in things like customer service, office support, uh, workforce training. Wasn't, wasn't one of the things that you talked about in terms of um, women working at work, I'm sorry, uh, remote work, is that uh, they found from the surveys that they had to have child care because that still is a requirement if they're going to be working at home. There's still that need that needed to be not eliminated, but they had to continue that benefit. Wasn't that one of those things that they learned too? They did indeed, John. That was a situation that had to be uh, handled. If you've got a two-income family right. um, and your kids are being taught at home and you're not doing a latchkey situation, then somebody's going to stay at home. And unfortunately, in many cases, uh, the female was the automatic individual to stay at home. And she either gave up her job or had to find another job doing something that would accommodate not her with kids. No, yeah, not fair. Not fair at all. And so well, that at was least, at least the surveys gave them the information that they needed to change that policy and they had to include childcare. Exactly. Yeah. Childcare and, and maybe some leave benefits as well, as far as time to adjust to the kids being at home and, and that sort of thing and tests and, um, the, you know, things like that. So it was a really uh, learning opportunity for us post, uh, post COVID. And some things we did before COVID that really came to, to, hurt us uh, with COVID was those different generations. And what I'm talking about is, uh, yeah, I'm a baby boomer, John's a baby boomer, our parents mm -hmm. were seniors, the Gen Xers, the Gen Yers, the Gen Zers. And again, I'm talking really focusing on the workplace. So when you talk about decision-making, those Gen Xers, they want team-included decision-making. The Gen Yers 
uh, wanted to have the team decided the, the, the direction. And then the Gen Zers want to have it individualistic. John and I talked before about feedback with performance appraisals. Us baby boomers were pretty much used to once a year. That's just what it was. Gen Xers are saying, oh, no, I need communication feedback weekly, maybe even daily sometimes. Gen Y are saying, no, I want feedback on demand. When I come up to you as my manager, I want to know how I'm doing. I want to know on the spot. And then Gen Zers are talking about continuous kind of a cycle there. But one of the things that we saw that really does scare folks as far as employment moving forward is the job shifters, the job changers. And that also has a generational uh, factor to it as well. Baby boomers, we sit tight. We sit back because if we make a move, we could set ourselves back in our career plan. And, mm-hmm. and we're not interested in that. Gen Xers are saying, yeah, I'll, I'll take a move if it's necessary to advance in my position. I don't want to, but I will if I have to. Gen Wires and Gen Zers, hey, that's part of my daily routine. I'm not sticking around for 30 years for the gold watch. I'm out of here. Uh, and so what we've learned is to retain talent and to attract talent, we've got to know the makeup and some of the generational uh, issues that might occur as well. You have to do homework. You have to do homework. You have Don't to be do a victim. Homework. Be educated and right. apply what you've learned. Yeah. So that the, the one that's doing the homework is the one that's smiling. That's right. That's the one that's retaining employees. That's the yep. one that's figuring out how to attract employees when they need it. Right. Yep. So what else has affected the workplace in recent years? You know, John said this earlier, to achieve satisfaction, remember this model. Choice is the key. Dr. Glazer used the term intentional choices. Dr. Dirch's approach is that responsible choice is the real answer. Understanding your responsibilities are directly related to any choice you make. You own that choice, not somebody else. You, you own that choice. You also have the choice to smile or not to smile. And it's really that simple. Those who accept responsibility, and then there's those that don't accept responsibility. But the difference ultimately of that decision is satisfaction. Satisfaction. So, you can hear that you can hear the can get no satisfaction from Rolling Stones. It's like, well, it's you know, it's, it's your heat, not not somebody else's. That is right. That is right. I I learned from a, a mentor manager many years ago, an individual that had some of these principles about accepting responsibility, but a lot of it was around his personality, uh, and it worked very well. Um, I wanted to emulate his approach because he wouldn't shy away from responsibility. He would grab it. And even fun things like laying people off, right? Being sarcastic here, not fun. But say, no. We got to do it. We're going to do it the right way. We're going to have people feel as best they can about this situation because we're going to do it first class. Um, but MBR will give you more insight on how to accept responsibility, the how-to, so to speak. Um, I recognize from my uh, viewpoint of MBR that there's a lot of relevance here. There's a lot of tools to help you make choice and help you not be a victim and help you find job satisfaction. So, John, what are we going to be talking about at our next podcast? You know, I, I know that this subject is actually got a lot more to it. So we're, we're actually going to have a, a part two in the series of satisfaction. We're going to have things to avoid that limit your satisfaction. So. Yeah, you gotta you gotta listen to our next podcast. So to do a little home uh, a little housekeeping. Um, my book, Building Your Leadership Toolbox, is available at Amazon.com and Lulu.com. My ebook is available on Barnes and Noble. Success Secrets and Stories podcast is available on what you're listening to. Thank you. 
and also a lot of other popular podcast formats. Dr. Durst's books and the MBR program is available at www.successgrowthacademy.com. And the music is brought to you by my grandson. Thanks. Well, Greg. Thanks, John. As always. Next time. Next time.